This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. And welcome. Yes, I am your host. Thank you, voice in the sky. Alfredo Brown here with you in the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast to my right. Mark Daniel Denton, back in action, at dark underscore Menton on Twitter. And to my left, Pablo Martinez. Voila! That joke is still relevant. (laughs) You can find Pablo on Twitter, at FFTPablo. You can be his 14th follower. Welcome welcome to social media, dude. Yeah, it's great, You got your Instagram Uh, now, your Twitter. I thought it was going to be a lot of work, but... It's, it's not. really not. What made you think that having social media was going to be work? Because, you know, you have to, like, continue to post periodically, or at least I thought so. You don't so. have to. There's not, like, a, a minimum, like, where they kick you off. Yeah, it's not like don't. a job. You right, just do whatever right. you want. So, since football football season's not here, I have <laughs> I don't have that many opinions. That's wrong. Actually, no. Yeah, you, you have an opinion <laughs> on everything. What are you talking about? False. Fake news. Opinions I feel I should broadcast. Let's say that. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. So you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank. Boys, we got a lot to get into. Today is the running back edition of the free agency episodes. So episode 14 here, talking about the running backs. There's honestly, there's just three major signings that we have to talk about, or transactions, excuse me, in the running back field. Todd Gurley to the Atlanta Falcons. Melvin Gordon going to the Denver Broncos. And David Johnson going to the Houston Texans. Now... You all out there on the Twitterverse, we polled you and asked you which one of those three running backs is going to have the best fantasy season in 2020, and an overwhelming majority said, Pablo, you want to guess? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is correct, sir. 57% of our listeners said Todd Gurley would be the best fantasy running back out of those three, Gurley, Gordon, and Johnson. Do you guys agree with the peoples? I am not with the people. I agree Gurley is number one, but I'm putting David Johnson higher than Melvin on my list this year. Yeah, so the way it shaped out here was Gurley with 57% of the vote, Melvin Gordon with 31% of the vote, David Johnson with a whopping 12% coming in dead last year. We're going to get into each of these guys and talk about what their impact is going to be out on the field, how they're going to impact their teams, and the fantasy relevance that each of them are going to have. Before we do that, let's hop into some of these Other more low-key running back moves. Miami Dolphins have signed Jordan Howard, who has also been classified as the most annoying backup running back in football. Multiple sources confirm he is the most annoying running back in the NFL. He was also an annoying starter, but... Just annoying. It's just an annoying (laughs) player to have. Yeah. What was it, Mark, that you said? That like he has the ability to be really good, he just chooses not to. He has a great ability to be any type of running back he wants to be. Go through tackles, go for touchdowns, but he just chooses not to. Like he just he walks yeah. out there. He says, "I could be really good at football, but I'd rather not." Like his rookie year, he exploded, and then after that, just tank show. <laughs> Other running back signings: Deion Lewis to the New York Giants. That's a nice little. That's a good handcuff. Yeah, I mean, change of pace kind of guy receiving back for the Giants. Peyton Barber joining the other seventeen running backs in Blah. Washington Blah. for the Redskins, and then this one's not. It's not a sexy name. But it means a lot, which is Rod Smith signing with the Las Vegas Raiders. Still weird to say. Still weird. Las Vegas Raiders. 
uh, Rod Smith signing with them, it it just kind of shows like they're not going after big name free agents. There's there's other guys out there. The Raiders are sticking with Josh Jacobs and it doesn't look like they're going to take away any of his workload. So among these other running back moves, Howard, Lewis, Barber, Smith, do you guys see any of these becoming starters at any point this season or are any of them must have handcuffs? Uh, I think Jordan Howard off the bat is definitely going to be a starter this year. Um, Patrick Laird, yeah, I mean, as a Dolphins fan, we liked what we saw, but he's not gonna stop. He's not gonna win games for you. You so, liked what you saw? I mean, he, he was all right. What? Stop. He's not gonna win you games, but Jordan Howard is definitely better than Laird. He's gonna start. That's for sure. Oh yeah. My I mean, handcuff this year at pick is probably Deion Lewis. Yeah, I, no, yeah. If you give me these four, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's Deion. We we have Rod Smith and Peyton Barber as two of the four players on this list Blah. who I don't want to spend any time talking about. I don't think any of these guys are going to be drafted. Maybe Jordan Howard might get drafted. Jordan Howard yeah. definitely get drafted. But I don't th- I don't think any other guys bear any fantasy relevance. Yeah, well, eh, Deion Lewis is, is is a safe handcuff. If if you have Barkley, yeah. I would yeah. say you can maybe. question. You, you hold him through the offseason, yeah. maybe maybe you pa- you drop him a little bit. I'm later. with you. I'd probably handcuff depending if I have Barkley. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the other available running back options still out there on the market. Guys that man, if I read this list to you five years ago, this is the creme de la creme of fantasy running backs. Powerhouse. Devontae Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, and Carlos Hyde. These were the guys five, six, seven years ago that you were just like, yes. These were all RB1s. Yup. All. Yup. And now <laughs> look at them. I mean, it, these guys can't find a team. Carlos Hyde turned down an offer from the Texans, who then, well, they made their move for their running back. Yup. David Johnson. Go, DJ. I mean, look at Devontae Freeman, LaShawn McCoy. If you could pick one guy out of this list, Freeman, McCoy, or Carlos Hyde, who, who would you want on your team? Freeman. So, yes. That was quick. <laughs> so uh, I'm Tom Brady. I'm playing for the Bucks. Hi, Tom. I have no Joe as my uh, running back. No Joe. No Joe. Uh, Ronald Jones as my running back. I want Devontae Freeman all day long. He's going to be the perfect running back to dump it, dump it off to. He's going to run between the tackles sometimes. Sometimes he's going to not be so good between the tackles. Nonetheless, I want Devontae Freeman because... He will produce. He is an all-purpose back. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm Tom Brady. I like that kind of player. LaShawn McCoy, he's, uh, you know. I, I think know, he's done. I don't know if he has any gas left yeah. in the tank. And Carlos Hyde is great, but he's not really a pass catcher. So, yeah. I mean, okay. if you want a cheaper option, I think the Bucks can go Carlos Hyde. That's, not, that's definitely an upgrade over Ronald Jones. But I think he'll go to a safer team, maybe like the Lions, who need that kind of stability on – not getting injured all the time, but yet still a thousand yard back. For me, LaShawn McCoy is he's gonna be a backup somewhere. Maybe back up to Miles Sanders and Eagles, something like that. I could see that. Carlos Hyde to the Lions. I like it. Do it. Yeah, I mean the Lions have been in the market for a running back. I know they they had kicked the tires on a Melvin Gordon deal or trade, perhaps. Uh that didn't come to fruition, obviously. Uh Devontae Freeman, though, Pablo, I really like that thought of Devontae Freeman being the pass catching guy for a Tom Brady. Uh, we know this. Free agents are going to want to go play with Tom Brady. They're going to want to go play with him uh, where he's at. I mean, it's already been coming out. Free agents are willing to take pay cuts. We just saw Dominican Sue take a pay cut to stay in Tampa. Devontae Freeman, I can see that being something good to kind of, you know, be the pass catcher alongside Ronald Jones, who's just not in anything. He's not a runner. He's not a pass catcher. Bruce Arians wants that guy. I think that could go really well and be a good fit there in Tampa. Guys, please take the time. Go on to Twitter. 
Instagram right now. Follow us at the FF Tank. And wherever you're listening to us right now, whether it's, you know, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or Spotify, which one's your favorite to listen, Pablo? Hands down, Spotify. I love Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, highly recommend. It's free and you can get a family plan like me, have six people in it for only $14.99. <laughs> Damn, we should have Spotify Did, they so, sponsor. So they, efficient. They just sponsored Wow. Yeah, I got me and uh, five of my uh, family and friends and we each pay like two bucks a month. It's great. So... <laughs> Do you guys, uh, you guys really, you guys all split it and like you each throw down two dollars. Oh, it's, it's like it goes. Two, it's like two seventy something. What two? I don't know. It's it's under three bucks each, <laughs> and uh, it's great. Dude, your music playlists and streams are like left and right. It's so many different genres. That might bother me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I could share a, yeah. a music. It, it doesn't account work with you. that way. It's six separate accounts okay. within one family plan. Anywho, so. wow, we've learned so much today. We haven't even gotten <laughs> to the running backs, but yes, go ahead. Follow, subscribe, like the show, leave a rating, leave a comment. Uh, give us, ask us anything you want. Ask a question in your comments. Leave a rating. You think we suck? Let us know. Tell us how we can get better. You think we're awesome? Let us know definitely. All right. I think you're awesome. Thanks, bud. Leave a, leave a comment underneath the podcast. <laughs> All right. Taking a look at, I mean, I guess the, the biggest name probably for the running backs that signed, Todd Gurley, right? Uh, Todd Gurley cut by the Rams after they could not make a trade for him. Todd Gurley joins the Atlanta Falcons, goes back to Georgia, where he went to college Georgia. and really developed that name for himself. Uh, plain and simple, is Todd Gurley an upgrade over Devontae Freeman yes. at the running back position? Yes, he is. I do like Gurley way more than Devontae Freeman. Um, you can just see the type of upscale Gurley can have based off the couple seasons he's had. He can really, really elevate that team who pretty much struggled to run the ball last year. Um, I do like that pick for, for Atlanta. You're being generous by saying struggled. They <laughs> they didn't really. No, no, they I were mean, trash. Man, if I I watch Red Zone, just seeing Devontae Freeman play just made me just go to the bathroom, force myself to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> just, what? Just, <laughs> just, just walk you're away. You're sitting there just watching Devontae Freeman just like, and you just your bowels I, just evacuate. I just had to walk away from watching the TV. You just took a dumper right in your pants? Yep. Yeah. That's it, upsetting. <laughs> it was pretty bad, but like it made me wonder, Like, do you think that that's part offensive line issues and Devontae Freeman's not really that bad because, you know, we've seen Freeman in previous years really oh, no, be no, he was amazing. Bad. He was bad. Yeah. You he know, was, for I'm sure it was dude. Devontae Freeman. I, I, I mean, it was a combination, obviously. Like, they had some injuries along the offensive line, but, I mean, it's not like he wasn't getting his touches. The guy was getting over 17 touches a game. And he's still like, I, I had him on my fantasy team. So I would watch those games in anticipation thinking, all right, Devontae's finally going to break one here. Nope. Runs right directly into the B hole of the lineman in front of him. Yep. Like the guy, he's just, he looked like Ray Charles out there trying to navigate through the offensive line. And he just, he couldn't find the space to run uh, even when it was there. So yeah. I, I think that Devontae Freeman's best days are definitely behind him. He still carries value as a pass catcher, but I do think that the Todd Gurley move for the Falcons here is a big upgrade. I think that the question we have to ask ourselves is Todd Gurley's switching. It's an upgrade talent-wise, but is it going to be an upgrade fantasy-wise? The Falcons do things a little bit different than the Rams. The Falcons were last in rushing, not just not simply because of having Devontae Freeman, but they, they ran the ball the least amount of times out of any team in the league. Uh, I mean, just they got close to the end zone, and they would pass the ball. That's what they've always done. This is not a good red zone rushing team. So now Todd Gurley's going to the Falcons. They do have a prolific offense. Their offensive line should be better this year when they're healthy. Are you willing to sacrifice the the touches and maybe the touchdowns 
for some good receptions with Todd Gurley. So my take on this whole thing um, is that Todd Gurley is going to be amazing this year. Todd Gurley is going to... Amazing? Yes. What's amazing for you? So, I mean, if we rewind a little bit, we go back two, three years, and we remember what Todd Gurley did for the Rams prior to last year. It really was amazing. He was incredible. He was do you the think best still, running back in football. Do you he, think he's still that same player, though, health-wise? No. I th- I mean, obviously, last season... Denton, that was quick. It, it, looked like, it, looks, it looked like he is not the same player. However... I think that that might have. I think that might have been his floor. I definitely think that now in this situation with the Falcons, he has an opportunity to flash that again. What he did two, three years ago, he's more than capable. Yeah, maybe he had some health issues. I don't think that it's gonna that we're gonna have a repeat of last year. Which, mind you, last year he still had fourteen touchdowns. He still had a thousand yards. He still had a thousand total yards, a thousand total yards. I'm just saying right? Devontae Freeman had yeah. two more total yards in right. one less game. Whoa! Right, 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 right. I'm just saying that his last year was what you could call for Todd Gurley a bad season. And he was still, what was he running back 12 or something? Yeah, I mean, 13, the, the 14 touchdowns isn't, no, no, he, know, he, that's he was, not bad. He was still solid, a top, he was still solid. a top 13 running back. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Gurley finished the year better than Freeman, but so much of that success was predicated on the touchdowns. 14 yes. touchdowns can't be ignored to Gurley, to Freeman's six. My question is, he's not likely to hit 14 touchdowns again with the Falcons. They just simply don't run the ball when they get in close. Uh, he's, But he is going to maybe trade off those touchdowns for catches. Do you think he gets enough catches to supplant the loss of touchdowns? No question. So 31 catches last year versus Devontae Freeman, who had 59 Todd Gurley is nice. just as good of a pass catcher as Devontae Freeman is. I could definitely see him getting those same 60 catches, which would more than offset the loss in touchdowns. He might lose four four touchdowns, five touchdowns. I don't see him getting less than touch, 10 touchdowns uh, with the Falcons. So given that dynamic, I think Gurley is an easy top 12 RB1 pick. And uh, I think he's going to surprise everyone. I think he's got a very high floor. And his ceiling's pretty high, too. So I trust Todd Gurley to do well this year. I think he's going to be a great value. Great value. Uh, during drafts. I'll wrap up with this. Honestly, I think the Falcons need a better running back, not cast patching back, because they have good receivers. A cast patching back? Cast patching. They have good re- that. <laughs> Pass catching back. How many points do you get for cast patching? Let's, let's check. <laughs> At the end of the day, they need someone who can run the ball better than Devontae Freeman, and Gurley's going to do that. Because they need to open up their receivers. If they just dump off the ball over and over and over, the receivers aren't going to get as open as they want. So overall, is this a better situation better. for Gurley yes. than better. being on the Rams again? Yes. yes. And he'll outperform Devontae Freeman. Correct. That's yes. what we're saying? Yeah. I and agree. it's also better for the Falcons. I agree. I agree. All around, just better move for the Falcons. All right, moving on. Next guy here, Melvin Gordon. Um, man, Melvin Gordon, what a story for him. He had his opportunity last year to re-sign with the Chargers, get his $10 million a year. He held out. He said no. Had himself a idiot. (laughs) Had himself a very abysmal year and ends up signing with the Broncos for $8 million a year. Now, he says that he had offers from another team for more money, but he really liked the idea of playing for the Broncos and battling against the Chargers twice a year. So, I mean, if that's the case, 
Melvin Gordon turned down more money and went to a bad situation to join the Broncos just so he can get some revenge on the Chargers. He's a liar. I hope liar. it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thought, right? So, I mean, he's joining a, a crowded backfield already with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, who, yeah, I get it. Royce Freeman's not that great, but he's still there. Like, he still exists. He's still going to get touches. Philip Lindsay going to get plenty of touches. Philip Lindsay, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in PPR format, finished as the RB13. Philip Lindsay was still very good. Yeah, he was. It was like sneaky good. Nobody, nobody realized that he was putting up numbers. And then you look back at the end of the season, you're like, oh, he was just one of those guys that you could stash if you had like a three running back league, or if you, even, I mean, just putting out the flex, and you just never had to worry about him. But I mean, now Melvin Gordon's joining that team. Listen, Melvin Gordon on a per game basis, he outperformed Philip Lindsay. He, he. I mean, we can all agree he's the better talent, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mel, Melvin's the better talent. I mean, his contract says that, but. With with him joining Philip Lindsay, him joining Royce Freeman, is that better talent going to prevail? Is he going to continue to get the numbers he's been getting, the the, the nine touchdowns last year, all the catches? Uh, does that stuff continue? Yeah, and, and also just put your money where your mouth is, right? Like if you're going to go and pay Melvin Gordon eight million a year for two years, um, you're you've got to use him, you know. So the logic here is simply you're paying the guy, you've got to use him, you've got to figure out how to you know, reduce your usage for Lindsay and Royce Freeman to give Gordon that usage. And I think that's what they're going to do. You know, they might move one of the, one of the other guys. Um, but they've got, they've, they've already committed to Melvin Gordon with this contract. So I think he's, he's going to be the RB one there. And I don't think it'll be close. I think that this is a move that's more about making Drew Locke comfortable and giving him a good running game and trying to give him as many good running backs behind him as possible as opposed to the Broncos saying we really want to establish the run with a top flight running back. Because I don't I don't see how they would have kept all these guys and been like, you know, we're just going to sit Philip Lindsay back, we're going to use Melvin Gordon and that's that. Yeah, and also side comment, I'm not the Broncos front office, but it's this fair. doesn't seem like a smart It's uh, not. roster addition. It's you know? not. Uh, you have a solid running back core that's cheap, that's effective. Why would you add Melvin Gordon? What's going on here? Unless there's something we don't know, this just seems dumb. Well, do you, does it affect Melvin to the point where does he have a better season in Los Angeles Chargers or if he were to be in the Broncos? I think he's better off being in the Chargers. Yeah, I think I yeah. think he would have been better if he stayed on the he Chargers. Would, his numbers would be better if he stayed with the Chargers than in the Broncos. So we can all agree that. Yeah, I mean, Philip Rivers isn't there anymore. You don't know what the Chargers are going to look like yet. I mean, you know what they're going to look like, but you don't know how they're going to do. So it's 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 hard to it's hard to say. You know, if if the Broncos do in fact give Gordon the usage, uh, that bell cow usage, then maybe the Broncos is you know maybe that is a better fit for Melvin Gordon. All right, so if let's say you you put these guys. To, where, where do you have Melvin Gordon? Do you see him as a, a low-end RB1, high-end RB2, mid-RB2? Where where do you see Melvin Gordon at? He's probably an RB2 for me, kind of like middle ground, middle road. Middle earth? Middle earth. Middle earth. I would say low-end In the gulag. Because, okay, so <laughs> the, it's all predicated on the usage, right? The assumption that he will be the number one running back, that, yep. you know, let's say they trade Royce Freeman or whatever, and it's Philip Lindsay doing like some third down 25% of the work. If that's the case, then Melvin Gordon is easily a high-end RB2. If the usage is, you know, 50 to 60%, then Gordon is a low-end RB2 in in my view. You know, um that's that's the thing. I don't trust 
that the Broncos are necessarily going to go and get rid of one of these other two running backs. So No, I think I mean there's no sense in trying to trade one of them. Royce Freeman doesn't have value to come back in a trade and he's right now he's a cheap running back that's still on his rookie deal. But I'm I'm going to throw out some numbers at you, okay? Um, so this is a quote. NFL Network's James Palmer, he was reporting that the belief around the league is that Melvin Gordon is going to receive 60 to 70% of the work in Denver for the Broncos. Now, l- l- let me get the numbers out to you. I'm going to try to make this as consumable as possible and easy to understand. If Melvin Gordon were to get 65, so let's put that right in the middle, 65% of the running back carries from last season in Denver, that would put him at 231 carries. Now, you give him his career yards per carry average of four yards per carry on 231 carries. And then you put that into his total yardage. You're looking at 1,345 total yards, 50 receptions, 10 total touchdowns. That's a great year. Yeah. That's a great year. Rushing, it'll put him below the the, the 1,000 yard mark, but he's going to get you a lot of total yards, a good amount of catches, which I think a lot of people have him projected for anywhere from 40 to 50, 60 catches because he's always been a good receiving back, getting four catches a game approximately and 10 total touchdowns. Now, that is all best-case scenario in this statistical projection. With the 65%. Yes. yes, with 65%. I doubt he gets 70%. There, I mean, like that's just, I don't see that even being remotely possible with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman being on the team. This is if you removed Royce Freeman from the equation entirely, kept only Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay getting RB touches. Yeah. At best, he's a running back 10 in a half PPR league with those numbers. At best, that's where he gets. That's where he would have been with last year's stats. That's the best case scenario. If you're telling yeah. me that the absolute best case for Melvin Gordon is RB ten, that's scary. That's not exciting. He is so. It's, I say all this to show you that his 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 potential is so capped that it's just it's it's almost an annoying pick. Yeah. I mean, this is this is kind of it, it's scary, but it's going to be very similar to what we saw last year with him and Austin Eckler. His value was just always limited. Yeah, and it's the same running back committees in general, right? You don't trust them. You don't want to be a part of them. You know, it was the Miles Sanders situation. I'd love to be a part of a running back committee. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get paid so much more. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so as long as it's committee, Melvin's trouble. Yeah, yep. I mean, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So, I mean, you're you're getting Melvin knowing he's going to get an okay workload, an okay potential. The only thing that's that's really great for him is. I mean, you know, if, if Philip Lindsay gets hurt and Melvin Gordon has the whole role to himself, different. that's when it's a totally different case for him. Moving on, our last guy in the running back free agent signings and trades. That's your guy. <laughs> David Johnson. <laughs> Mark, give us your David Johnson impersonation. Man, my leg. Man, my wrist. Man. Okay, I'll, I'll play. There you go. Yep, David Johnson. <laughs> I played limited. That means ten percent of snaps, and then sit in the rest of the game. And, and one carry for you the get, game. You get point five a fantasy point, and that's it. <laughs> and you just negative cry. fantasy points. Yeah, negative, and I you just cry home. Sitting alongside David Johnson and Tom Brady here. This is fantastic. So, uh, looking at the Houston Texans and the deal that that they made for David Johnson, right? They trade away arguably their best player, D Hop. Right? Is DeAndre Hopkins? He was not their arguably. Best player. He yeah. was their best player. Like no. no okay. Doubt. Good. All right, we're, we're on the same page here. So they trade away DeAndre Hopkins. They trade away a fourth-round pick to receive David Johnson a second and a fourth. Blah. It's ugly. It's so ugly. Idiot. <laughs> yes, idiot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but with that, I mean, the Texans no longer have Carlos Hyde. They no longer have DeAndre Hopkins. That leaves 309 vacant touches out there 
in the atmosphere for David Johnson to take. So with that being said, with the trade that's being done, he may not be super sexy, but do you expect the Texans to run their offense through David Johnson in 2020? You almost have to. You can't throw bombs to Will Fuller the entire game, right? So oh, it, it's they it, will. You have to feed DJ at this point, and um, we'll see how you know how consistent he can be if he can actually play the entire season. Um, but that's what the Texans have invested in. That's what they have to do. That's Bill O'Brien's move. Yeah, and I mean, I'm Bill O'Brien, right? Like you know, hopefully Hi, Bill not O'Brien. as hopefully not as stupid <laughs> as Bill O'Brien. Like, this is. I don't know. This might have been the, the dumbest offseason move. I like this thing that you're but, starting uh, where you're just, I am Bill I O'Brien. I like when you turn into people. <laughs> okay. Your so mannerisms change a little bit. Let's like pretend you. like I'm Bill O'Brien, right? <laughs> I just made a really seemingly stupid move. Uh, that's not, the not consensus. If not if you're Bill O'Brien. Right. You think it's a genius move. <laughs> right. You think it's a genius move. And now you're going to, well, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. Right? You're having I'm, a lot of identity <laughs> problems right now. I'm proving you all wrong. So what am I going to do? The only thing I can, I have to play DJ and hope he doesn't get hurt, even though that's a really bad bet to take. I have to play him, play him a lot, run my offense through him, and just prove all of you people who aren't as dumb as me that I was actually right all along. And uh, that's what's going to happen. He's going to play DJ. He's going to run him to the ground. He's going to dump off passes him to the ground. He's going to, you know, he's just going to try to force that, to happen and one of two things is going to happen either dj is going to get hurt really early in the season or dj is going to get hurt later in the season and uh that's what we're going to get so there's no other alternative where he just doesn't (laughs) get hurt he does he doesn't play a full 16 game schedule he's getting hurt early or getting hurt late but this this, i mean this is coming from bill o'brien the coach so i mean this is yeah wow we are we are uh, we are going to run him to the ground. I, I think that the one thing we've seen here, like really easily, Bill O'Brien is just a stubborn dude. Like he wants what he wants. He's going to get his way until he gets fired from this job. He's going to keep making the personnel decisions. He's going to keep running the offense. They're probably. I mean, the assumption here is he made this trade to save his job. David Johnson has to do really well. Has to. Has to. So how are you going to do that? You're going to run him into the ground. That's, I mean, that, that's got to be the idea, right? Dude, and the reality is David Johnson's only played 14 or more games just once. Just once in the last three seasons. Yeah, I so mean, he, he's not healthy. So, I mean, that's a very high risk Bill O'Brien is doing. But to each their own. Bill O'Brien, risk taker. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's look at some of the other guys. This <laughs> Also an idiot. Are you calling yourself an idiot? <laughs> You're an idiot. You haven't ah. gone back to the Pablo mode. Oh, yeah, You're still on Bill O'Brien. <laughs> are, you, are you back to... Okay, cool. Come back to Pablo for a second. So right, uh, let's take a look at these players that are affected by the trade. Deshaun Watson. Do you see him as... It, it, is the arrow up or down on Deshaun Watson after this? Down. Very down. Very, very down. I would okay. say very down, but down. Is he still a top six quarterback? No. Top eight? Uh, mm, to me, he's between like seven to ten. Uh, I definitely think he's a top six quarterback. Um, I think I'm with you, Mark. He's somewhere between seven to ten. Dude, Damn. He, he lost I, his dude. They're going to have such a struggle. Such oh, a dude, struggle. D, the, the realize, they double-teamed D-Hop all day to open up the field for everyone else. Now he's got just now Will Fuller. No Will Fuller's always only, hurt. You can only deep so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to trust Will Fuller. That, But he's still, he's still Deshaun Watson. And he's still going to, you know, get you touchdowns. He's still going to get you yards. He's still – so I still think he's a top quarterback. Kenyon Drake running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Where is it? Where, I mean, obviously the David Johnson trade uh, should be huge for him. I mean, uh, 
He goes up for me. <laughs> I mean, like it up, doesn't like, change anything because David Johnson didn't do anything anyway. But I mean, at least the fact that he's not there, like you're strapping a rocket to Kenyon Drake's back and he's flying up as high as possible now. Yeah, he's yeah. he's way up for me this year. Yep, yep. And lastly, this is one that's eh, maybe not that big of a deal, but Duke Johnson. He's already the pass catching back there. David Johnson's made a name for himself being a good pass catching feature back. Is Duke Johnson, does he have any kind of value now? Don't draft Duke Johnson. There you go. Don't draft Duke Johnson straight from Bill O'Brien's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, we're going to take some of these running backs that we talked about today, and I want you to put them in order of preference, okay? Rank these five running backs. Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, Austin Eckler, and Kenyon Drake. Oof. All right. So that's Gurley, Gordon, DJ, Eckler, Drake. Where do you guys have him? Oh, for me, I'm going to go Drake 1, Eckler 2, Gurley 3, David Johnson 4, Melvin Gordon 5. Mark, I am going to ditto everything you just said. Drake, Eckler, Gurley, Johnson, Gordon. Yep. Matos? All right. So I'm I'm definitely uh, not on the same camp as you guys. I love me some. Well, I mean, Todd you're Gurley. you're Bill O'Brien, so you're gonna have David Johnson number one. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Todd Gurley, and I think he's number one on this list. Oh, Whoa! Okay. Yeah, Todd Gurley. He is in a great situation with the Falcons. He's got a high floor. He's, who knows what the ceiling is? He's getting those uh, those balls thrown to him by Matt Ryan. I like him as number one. Next up, Kenyon Drake. Consensus gonna ball this year. Then Austin Eckler. Then David Johnson. And David Johnson was a close third with Austin Eckler. I think that he also is, you're flipping a coin with the injury. Actually, you're not. He's going to get hurt. But, <laughs> but but he should produce very well, given what I was explaining earlier as Bill O'Brien. And Melvin Gordon last. So All right, so, so repeat that one more time. Gurley, Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. And Wait. then Mark and I both say Drake, Eckler, Gurley, Johnson, Gordon. We all put Melvin Gordon last. Oh, Melvin Gordon. (laughs) The rain is done. He's got a two-year deal there in Denver, and it's not looking good for the foreseeable future. Boys, that's it for the running back episode. Thank you for for chiming in. For myself, Mark Denton, and Bill O'Brien sitting to my (laughs) left, Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank.